Welcome back to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Prime Shape Fitness. Hey gang, maybe you're listening to this podcast and wondering why it's brought to you by Prime Shape Fitness. Well, my name's Mitch, I own this podcast, but I also own another business, which is the main thing that I do, and I'm a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer since 1999, and I love helping people get in the best shape of their lives. So if your goal is to gain weight, lose weight, get in shape for a running race, or just to be fit and strong, I can definitely help you out with that. I do one-on-one personal training, either in person or online. I do small group training in person or online. I also do give you nutritional advice and much, much more. Uh, If you've never worked with a personal trainer, a lot of people find it very motivating and fun while they're getting their butt kicked. So if that's something that interests you, message me on primeshapefitness.com. I have a way to get you to hold me for that. Or go better go to the Facebook page, uh, find me on Prime Shape Fitness, or even cross thread off-road, message you through there, and I'll get a hold of you. Thanks for listening to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Prime Shape Fitness, your one-stop shop for your fitness needs. Hey gang, welcome back to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. I thought today I would break down a little bit about the adventure I had getting the hinges off the old Jeep and uh, putting a new piece on. So backing up just a little bit, I got my 33 inch tires I got five of them so I needed to do a little bit of work to make the spare tire fit I could have went around and just had ran four and you know relied on plugs and everything but I kind of like really having a spare tire I like the way it looks with the spare on uh, I like the security if I'm going on a long trip that I have the chance to change my own tire but in the end um, I you know just know that you some trails you need a spare with you so I really wanted to make sure I did that in the, in the prep for it, I did try to figure out how to move the uh, third brake light around a little bit, try to move it up with the old setup, but I knew in the end I was going to end up just having a different setup anyhow uh, with the new uh, hinge setup that I got. What I did want to do was go the route of having a heavy bumper. I like the stock bumper. Uh, I like how simple and easy it is. I already have a towing package on, so I didn't need to have that kind of added to it. Uh, so I really was just trying to keep it stock as much as I could out the front and back with the stock bumpers. And uh, so what I did, uh, I knew I needed to have new hinges though, because the 33 inch tire is much heavier than the stock 30 that was on there. And I was running the 31 on there for a long time too, since I think I had five years on the 31s. Uh, so I knew that I was gonna make a change to something. Something had to go. Uh, so in the end, I uh, didn't want to go with one of those $800 setups or even $500 setups, which you can get. Uh, those hinges tend to rust out on the tire swing carriers. I know that being in Minnesota, everything rusts, but my idea was just keep it simple and try to go with the heaviest, dutiest thing I could find. So I ordered up the Rugged Ridge uh, hinge setup that they have. It's a tire carrier hinge combo. Uh, it's a heavier duty hinge. It has a little expiration to it, so it actually adds another hole into the hinge. Uh, for lack of a better term, I was kind of comparing the two. Uh, into the t- so, in other words, it has a little more rigidity to it. Uh, this came recommended from, I think, 
I think Chad from Zeus recommended this one too. My brother put it on his his JK. So uh, in the end, I knew it was going to be something I wanted to do. Uh, what I didn't know, uh, well, I kind of knew it, but what I didn't know is how hard it was for me to get those eight bolts out. So this episode is called the eight eight hour wrestling match for a reason uh, because it was going to be tough. I knew I was going to have to do some some work trying to get these bolts out. I was probably going to have some uh, little adventure with the rounding a few bolts off or the torques stripping out. Uh, so if you guys don't know, the, the the two hinges are held on with four bolts a piece. They're torques, they're T40 torques. And uh, being in Minnesota, we know they're going to rust. I changed out all the hinges. I did a whole episode on the, the hinge episode where I changed out, they talked about the hinges that we set up years ago when we first got it on the doors, on the windshield. Uh, so now the only hinges that aren't off are the, the hood. The only hinges on the whole thing that aren't replaced. So I first thing I did obviously was I got the tires and got them all set up. And so I had the had the third to threes in stock. Uh, I had them you know on a Jeep already. So I put set the spare aside, took everything uh, apart from the tire carrier, which was about the easiest thing you could do. Uh, taking that off and a third brake light was kind of just laid in the back seat. I knew I had to do a cut somewhere, and so I started taking that apart. Here's my first mistake. I did not read the directions. So the directions tell you where to cut the third brake light wire off of the stock uh, third brake light so you can reuse it. I cut it a little higher up. Uh, actually, I took the bulb out and I was trying to figure out how to just kind of push it through so I could just, I thought that was the easiest way to go. But in the end, I ended up breaking the little bulb holder, the socket piece. So I knew right away I was gonna have to get a replacement socket, uh, which I went into the store and got one and put that in there and it didn't work right away. Probably because you're gonna find out a little later, I didn't ha quite have it tight enough on the, what do you call those things? Um, oh, my crimps weren't tight enough. So more on that later. So that was actually not something that worried me. I knew that was simple enough to fix. So I kind of set that aside and put that in the back of my mind because I knew the eight hour wrestling match was about to come up, come up here. So I started off, I looked at a couple different uh, online things. I think Quadratech had one. Uh, and they said first thing you should do is go buy about three or four extra Torx Bix wrenches. And they, they warned you on that video that you are going to have trouble trouble with it. So I knew the ones I really wanted to get out uh, are the ones out of the door, uh, the, the, the actual tailgate itself. Those don't have a way to kind of pull them out from the backside. The ones that are actually on the tub, you can pull out from the backside. You can grind off the back of it and figure out a different way to attach. But if, if you can't get the ones in the door, you have to probably cut out the part of your door and <laughs> kind of make an access panel for yourself to kind of get it out. So I really want to make sure I got the ones out of the door. Um, so after I got the, the carrier off, uh, the match really kind of started. So I was my goal was to, I had an idea to spray everything down with some uh, PB Blaster. So I went and did that, sprayed as much as I could with PB Blaster first, and uh, basically do that to see if you get lucky. And uh, the first couple I did, I think I heated it after I PB Blast them, let it sit for a day, and then I heat them up just a little bit, got the wrench out, and the first thing I did is broke the first bit. I ended up breaking one, two, three, three, four, four or five bits. Uh, more on that later because there's different bits. I was using the chromoly ones or the ones that look like a socket and they have a Torx bit coming out of them. And I also bought some impact ones. More on that in a bit. But I broke the first one and then I started heating them up a little bit more. And I got the first, be the top left 
uh, T40 bolt out, and I was pretty excited. So I went right to the second one, got that out, went right to the third, and I broke a bit again. So, uh, so I broke at that point two bits, and I had I had my the T40 one I had, and I had one extra, so I kind of hit the brakes a little bit. So what can I do different? So then uh, I started going around just trying different bolts out. And when I broke off, here's the best part. When I broke off those, those, t, those T40s with the chromoly versions, I just would start on another hole and it would just jiggle out. The bit piece that was left that was stuck in that Torx bolt would come back out. It would just work itself back out just to the vibration because I think those were a brittle, uh, more of a harder, they wouldn't twist as much, that metal, uh, which was good. That's the one you want to use. Uh, what I did do, I'll fast forward a bit, I used the uh, impact version, which is better if you have an impact wrench. I have an impact driver, which is more for you know driving screws in and stuff, not for an impact wrench, which you use to take off of lug nuts or drive home a really big lug uh, and tighten things down. So that's what I could have had, didn't have that tool. I had everything else, I had my heat gun, I had big old wrenches which can be a disadvantage because what you want to do is go slow. So I was just trying to go slow. I had also had an impact driver, which looks like, it looks like a tool you hold onto with one hand, you twist it and you hammer it. Uh, it's called an impact driver, but it's a hand impact driver. So I had that too. It was really interesting as I knew as soon as that was going to work, because when I got to the hinge, the top right uh, hinge bolt, uh, I could see when it moved because all of a sudden a little piece of smoke came up. It was like, oh, that moved. It was like the rust broke. And then I put a wrench to it and it came right out. So at that point I had three of them out and that was after, I say three hours, but it was probably more like 45 minutes of actual work. Cause I would get frustrated going to the house, come back out a little later and <laughs> try it some more. It was one of those things where I took it in stages just so I didn't frustrate myself and really start rounding off. My goal wasn't to round anything out really just to kind of strip the threads that's what i want to do is strip the head bolt out it's like if i go slow if i just heat it up enough i think it's going to come out think it's going to come out and uh it was going back and forth and wasn't coming out so i would come back a couple days later and try some more and then eventually i was able to with actually unscrewing it get five of the eight bolts out which i call a huge win so three of them were on the door, and so that leaves us the two bottom hinge bolts uh, on the right side of the hinge, the bottom hinge, on the body, the tub side, and then one of them in the door, which really stressed me out. So when I got my, um, my impact sockets through Amazon, I tried and tried and tried, but I could see they were twisting pretty good. They were a softer metal, They're probably, they are made that way to handle an impact driver, not a hand wrench. And then I did break one of those um, T40s with the impact. I was using a hand wrench and it just twisted and popped right in there. And the problem is those are softer and it, it would not jiggle back out. It was stuck in there. And so I was kind of bummed out on that one uh, after getting all those other ones loose. And then I put the impact drivers away. I'm like, I'm not using these anymore for this purpose because it's just, I don't want to break anymore inside there. So. I did have I do have a client and she has a um, she has a Dremel a really nice one actually uh, not the cheap version this was a real deal Dremel so I asked her I, I called her up and said hey can I or I texted her hey can I borrow your Dremel for the weekend she said yeah and she had all these attachments for it um, I think they had a Dremel before it even because they had so many extra tools attachments to it so I was able to use one that looked like a cone a cone shaped for lack of a better term I rounded off cone and it was able to really grind. 
So after I really committed to say, hey, I know I just need to get in here and start grinding. This is just going to be a grind fest. And so that's where I started just grinding away around the around the bolt a little bit to see if I couldn't get it just to kind of, because when you torque down any bolt, it's going to stretch a little bit. So see if I could kind of shrink it back down and relax it so I could twist it out. That didn't work. I was just, and I, and I already had the, the head was stuck in there. It was not going to come out. Uh, it was broken in there. So then I started to start grinding away at not only the head, but the tip that broke off from the impact. So I just kept on grinding away. And a little backstory too, backing up a little bit. Some of you might be saying, why don't you just use a backup tool? You know, those little things you kind of screw in. They're reverse threaded, um, for lack of a better term, screw. It's a reverse threaded screw that if you drill a little hole and drill into it and go backwards, you can reverse out a stuck bolt if it's bro the head's broken off. And I've used them before. I tried to use them, but every time they break. Uh, and all I had left was one that was the biggest one that came out of five, four or five uh, tool setup. So I forgot about that thing because I had it sitting in the bottom of my tool bag forever. So I started drilling, uh, using a Dremel, just trying to get, get that head out. And then I, then I got to a certain point where I just flattened it out and I got my cobalt uh, drill bits out. That's a really nice drill bit to drill through uh, really hard you know, material, uh, hard metal. And so I started drilling through that uh, the bolt that was left, that Torx bit bolt. And so I got the head off. So at this point, I'm just trying to get the, the bolt out. And so I've, I drilled and drilled and drilled. I'm going to put some pictures on Instagram and Facebook so you can kind of see how far through I was with this deal. But I was I was pretty far through, and then I remembered I have that back out tool. I might as well try that out because the alternative is to just go bigger and bigger through drill bit. And, you know, I, did, I did punch out that, that, that hole before I started so I can go right in the middle. So then I could just make the hole bigger and bigger. Eventually, I was just going to get all the material out there, but then I get a tap and die set up to kind of go and clean that thread out and get ready to put a bolt in. So long story longer, that's what this podcast is all about, is to make a long story longer <laughs> and kind of detail out. But I was drilling through this thing. I'm like, well, I'm about, nine, I have to be almost out. I was checking my depth and looking at another bolt. I'm like, I'm like 95% through this thing. And then I remembered that reverse tool. And uh, so I got that out, put in my drill bit, and I said, oh, I hope this works. Said a little prayer to myself even, I think put it in there and it grabbed and it pulled that bolt, that rest of that bolt right out. I could not believe it. And that's the first time I've ever used a back out tool and it worked and just didn't break the tool. Uh, so I was like, I took a picture, sent it to my buddies and said, I can't believe this actually worked. The one time it actually worked. So I uh, do probably need a whole new set of cobalt tool bits, but uh, I got those to work. I bought it. I had a good set in Milwaukee but I think I've kind of burned them up a little bit, so I'm just gonna go buy some new guys uh, next time I go to the depot and, and just get some new ones so I'm ready to go next time. But uh, so those were, that was like the ire of my being, getting that one bolt out. I think my wife, she came out, she asked me why I was yelling. I'm like, I'm, these are, this is yells of joy, getting this out. Uh, so I got that one out and, and took a picture of it. I was so excited. So then all I left was the bottom uh, tub bolts and, and the tub bolts are actually on a, uh, they basically got two nut zerts on a, on a little strip of metal, for lack of a better term. Think about a four inch strip of metal and it has a nut, kind of a nut zert attached to each of it. And it's gonna be attached from the inside of the, uh, inside of the tub. So it'll be right behind your zipper on your soft top or underneath the fender on the back side here. 
I'm standing by my Jeep right now. And um, underneath the back side of your Jeep, it tucks up underneath there. Uh, so right underneath the bumper, you kind of reach up, up, actually right around your taillight. One's above the taillight, one's below the taillight. So you just got to reach up from underneath. So I knew that I could get to it somehow. That one underneath obviously was a lot more rusty and it was giving me some trouble. And so uh, I started just drilling the heads down a bit more with my cobalt tool bits and uh, kind of making sure it was just flat. And then I took my, actually my punch and it's one of those punches where it's to help you get a center punch. So I just kept on using that center punch and kind of drove it back through into the tub and it fell on the ground and I had it out. But then it did have the two rusty, rusty bolts in it yet, you know, the remainder. So luckily I have a vise on my bench. Uh, I put it on the vise, cranked it nice and tight with the remaining part of the head left. I had about a quarter inch to half, probably a little over a half inch, quarter, a little over a quarter inch. And uh, stuck that down in the vise, cranked it tight, took my torch, heated it up, threw a pair of gloves on and it twisted right out. Uh, side one was done and that took 10 seconds. And then I flipped around, got side two, heated her up, twisted her out, and then I was pretty excited. So I got all eight bolts out. Didn't I didn't strip any threads. I mean, I stripped the heads, but I didn't strip threads out, which was the goal. Uh, so the, the otherwise I'd have to get a tool and die set and I need a little more help. Uh, I was trying to do as much as I could by myself, <laughs> not calling reinforcements again, because I was. it's always fun to try to get this done yourself, but nothing felt better, to be honest with you, than getting those eight bolts out. That was a wrestling match <laughs> that I've never had before, not since getting the, uh, what's a ball joints up front. That was, that, was, that was a hard workout right there. But in the end, we got those out. I got those out, and I was feeling pretty good by myself. That was a, uh, a fun time. So... Uh, when I come back from this little break here, I'm going to tell you what I would do different and kind of talk about uh, what I put back on. Welcome back to the 8-Hour Wrestling Match episode on the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. I'm still back here in the garage, so what would I do different? Uh, first off, I went through wasted so much time trying to get those bolts out just with a hand tool. I probably would have jumped right in and just drill them out. I probably, you know, the guys who are pros who actually work in a shop, if they ever listen to this podcast, uh, they're probably laughing at this whole thing right now that I wasted this much time just trying to twist those out. Uh, they probably would just got in there and broke the bits and just said, screw it, we'll just, we'll just uh, go ahead and drill these out. So I probably would have done that. Um, a Dremel was, it was the friend there because when you break off the deal or you need to grind it flat, uh, it's great to, for that tool of that use but also if you know that it's just not coming out you can get pretty centered up in that torx bit hole and just punch it and then just start drilling a good set of cobalt tool bits will do the trick for you uh and then you can just kind of go to a bigger and bigger bit till eventually you just kind of you're right at the threads and then you can pull out that uh material that's left from the bolt so that probably would have made it instead of a eight hour job it'll probably cut it down to an hour or two uh, if you have a really good set of drill bits. Uh, definitely cobalt tool bits are the bomb and they're built for metal and you can really blast right through them. There's probably even better ones out there. Somebody can message me and tell me what's better, but I had pretty good luck with that uh, when I started just committing to going that route. Uh, I was just trying to do the best I could just backing them out, but um, I didn't. Uh, so that's what I would probably have done different. I like, now that's honor, I like the Rugged Ridge deal. The uh, reason, I, one reason I wanted to switch these out anyhow, because there's the only hinges left. It's an, uh, that's an aluminum setup, 
and they were kind of looking nasty and they creaked. If you have a TJ, it, it creaks every time you hit a bump. It's probably your hinges that are making the creak. I always thought it was something like soft top, like what's creaking back there? But it's always the hinge. And it's a heavier duty hinge, has a little X bracing to it, so it's um, a lot sturdier. And uh, I just I just like the way it looks now. So what I also did too, why I had it all apart, I did do some painting. Um, I, I scuffed it up lightly, got the rust off, cleaned it up a little bit, and uh, then I threw down some Rust-Oleum converter. So I didn't put it back on over top of rust. I put some converter down, let it sit for a day, uh, hit it with some black uh, color match paint. Um, not that I ever see it, but I'm like, well, might as well throw an layer of paint on there too, which is for uh, doing what I was doing. I did this all inside. I know it's February. I did it in my garage. Had it set to 60, 65 degrees, somewhere around there. And so, but it, it cured up pretty quick. And then before I actually put it on, you do use some extra holes, but you, you do take off also the uh, bumpers that are on the TJ. So you're not going to use those bumpers again if you, you go to this spare tire setup. So I took all those little bumpers off and I filled it with clear RTV. Uh, I didn't want any moisture getting in there, so I, just, I put clear RTV. And the only one that was really rusty was the bottommost one. So that's one that gave me the idea is to put clear RTV in there. And if I change my mind, I want to put black RTV in later on because it's a black Jeep. I can just take a drill bit and drill it out, heat it up a little bit, and that stuff will come right off if I want to. But So I figured it was a pretty easy way to just you know fill those holes in. And I've got a little... Got a little too much on there, but I guess it's better than not enough. So um, you won't see it unless you're really getting real close and staring at it. So I uh, figured that was a hot setup to do that um, for that deal. So then uh, it's a it's not a light piece. I want to say it's about 40 pounds. So I had to get my son to kind of help me out a little bit, my little guy. And um, well, he's not so little, but he came. My younger boy came out, and kind of held things up a little bit. I used some anti-seize and uh, put some anti-seize on all the bolts that were going back into the tub and um, I put it back on. It took a little longer than I wanted to because it just was, you know, manhandled a little, just a tiny bit. Uh, I was happy with the paint process, so that, like I said, took an extra day, but then I just let it cure up. Then took the anti-seize, put it back on, and did my best not to get the you know gray stuff all over me <laughs> or the tin man is the nickname that wade has for it you look like the tin man if you get it all over it is some really thick stuff so use that i didn't think i got any too much uh that silver stuff hanging around i uh, got it all in there tightened down i even painted the little strap of metal that these the nut zerts on the bottom tub side uh thing that i was telling you about earlier from the hinge i painted that too <laughs> i threw some paint on it uh that way it was just you know look new again uh, everything else looked real nice there's just a couple pieces that needed a little bit of a little bit of work so going together it went on uh, really easy uh, I did like I said you know put WD-40 even uh, in the on the bolts themselves too and ran it through some of the pieces just so it was it was a nice clear thread I wanted to make sure it was a nice clear thread then I wiped everything down and put the anesthes on and then uh, put it together that part went pretty easy. There's no creak in the tub anymore. There's no creak in the hinge. Obviously, we fixed that problem, and it's a nice, strong setup. Uh, so, yeah, the, the rugged ridge hinge setup went pretty well. Put the tire, tire carry on there after I read all the instructions. Uh, got those all on, and then it was time to put the, the third brake light together. So the third brake light, like I said, I already had a problem with it. 
uh, and I couldn't get it to work again. So I was kind of going back and forth, uh, trying to figure it out. And finally, I texted my buddy Wade and says, "Hey, do you want to feel like coming over here and help me figure out where the fault is in this brake line?" Because uh, I couldn't figure it out. I mean, you know, to me it was just I put these things together and crimped them, and they're good to go. But obviously, I learned in the end we didn't crimp enough. So then Wade came over. He had a couple projects to do on his Jeep. He wanted to wash it and do some. What's that stuff called? I'm gonna look at it because he gave me a little bit of it. Oh, some sort of rust corrosion film, fluid film. So he wanted to put some fluid film on some of his uh, rock sliders that he just put on. So, and he had his uh, his passenger door was starting to rust shut again. So uh, here's a public service announcement for you guys: take your doors off every now and again and throw some lube on those pins. Uh, he wasn't using his Jeep for to go out and do anything because of the world we live in right now. So that passenger door really didn't get opened up too much. And it was pretty hard to open. He went out to eat with his wife one night. And he's like, uh, or went somewhere. He's like, yeah, the door barely opens. So he wanted to work on that. So uh, he came over, parked the Jeep, let it warm up a little bit. So we started on mine. We started tearing into the third brake light. He brought all of his tools over that uh, kind of can troubleshoot where the problem's at. And he goes, well, this works, this works, this works. You know, it has to just be the connection. So we put it all together, it worked. And then I was gonna put the, I put the spare tire on, then it didn't work again. So we took it all back apart and we just didn't crimp everything down tight enough. So the first time, so it did take a couple tries. So it wasn't just me uh, making a mistake, uh, but classic Crossroads off-road style, uh, took a few tries to get it right. But in the end, we got the third brake light rolling. Uh, that only took about half hour to kind of figure out. Shouldn't have taken that long, but part of it was my fault for cutting it in the wrong spot. Would have been a lot easier. Now we have two different terminal uh, setups uh, in, the, in each line. So not ideal, but we covered up all black tape and I didn't have to pay any extra to have any other through brake light set up on there. And little known fact, there is a Minnesota law that you're not allowed to alter your third brake light in any manner. That is actually the law. Um, Having a third brake light is better than not having it. It's a literal fact uh, that there is a weird law in there. To, I'm going to look it up again, but I'm pretty sure I'm right that you can't, uh, you know, alter it in any manner. So all the people who have all these other third brake lights, um, you know, I doubt there's a cop out there that's going to pick you out, pick on you because you have some cool third brake light or you moved it because you have a big old spare tire on there. I highly doubt it, but there's a law there. But... In the end, I got it all squared up. Works just fine. I'm pretty excited about the whole setup. Uh, took it out a couple different times just for a spin. Can't hear a creak at all. Feels great, looks good. Um, so I couldn't be happier. It's a rugged ridge setup. I actually got it from furlowdrive.com, 4dbd.com. And I called them up and asked them for a discount and they gave me like 20 bucks off. So I think all in with tax was like 400 bucks, 408 I think it was. And uh, 379, I think the price was. Um, so pretty nice setup. I like it. Very happy with it. So the wait was over, and I might have him on another time. He talked about his intake, and I'll let him kind of tell a story behind that. But we did have do, do have some did have to do some work on his passenger door, and the fluid film. Uh, the passenger door, uh, all we did is unhook the tether, the kind of the limiting strap. And he's worked it back and forth a bunch of times as he was pulling up. So it just took his time kind of working it back and forth. We've had these doors off a bunch. So it wasn't, if he's the first time taking them off, that you got a wrestling match in for you. But working it back and forth, and he started getting tired. 
and we knew it was we could see it coming up. We could see the door coming up. It just gets rusty and it gets hard to move. So he was taking a little break, and I moved it twice, and it popped right off. He did 99% of it. I just basically lifted it off. <laughs> so we set it up on a folding uh, folding lawn chair. Had the window open, laid it down. He took some uh, uh, sandpaper and uh, sandpaper down the this the posts, and we put some axle grease back on it, and then slipped it back in. It works like a charm. So we did it to the driver's side too. That didn't need as much work because he uses that door all the time, and got the uh, driver's side door kind of lined up back again. So that was fine. Those two things, no problem. Uh, before we did all that, we washed the Jeep and then we fluid filmed his rock sliders. So that was the uh, what the two projects he did. We wasted enough time to have a few beers together, and that's what it's all about. So in the end, the Jeep project day was pretty fun. Uh, he actually had an intake issue, and I had the third, the brake, the, not the brake light, uh, oh, the tailgate hinges. And so we were going to get together Saturday and work on it, but we both got it done independently on Friday. And then Saturday was just kind of the, you know, dink and dunk stuff, you know, the, the wiring and then some of the little things that he wanted to do to his Jeep that just needed a couple extra hands and, and a little warm garage to get everything washed up and cleaned up first. So in the end, I'm very happy with the build so far. Uh, thanks guys for kind of hanging out with me for this build process. What's next? <laughs> so a couple things that are bugging me that I want to work on next um, is the, the I, I got replacement uh, hinge, oh, not replacement hinge, replacement uh, hood latches. And they are just way too loose. I don't know how to explain it, but they are just, it's too loose and I got a hood flutter. So I'm gonna next time I make an Amazon order, I'm gonna get the replacement um, uh, rubber pieces here. You can get different ones, and I'm gonna go with the Daystar ones. They got okay reviews, and they're supposed to be tighter. So I'm gonna try those out. They're 25 bucks on Amazon. Uh, hopefully those work. I don't feel like spending 80 bucks on metal ones that you can adjust yourself. Hopefully there's just a tighter strap I can get here. So hopefully that does a trick. So that's kind of one of the little things I want to do. Uh, and the big things that are left is the gears and lockers so uh, that's down the road yet I think we're done spending big money on this right now uh, we're just gonna wheel it the way it is for next few months have some fun we do have a wheeling trip coming up uh, troll hogging pretty excited about that um, so yeah that's kind of a kind of a thing I did do some stuff for my wife on the Ken Mitch fix it segment <laughs> so we'll do a quick version of that uh, my wife had it in her bathroom she has a light switch that was kind of giving her trouble we just keep going out so instead of just you know see if it was a loose wire i went and bought the 58 cent replacement switch and color matched it and threw it in there works like a charm made her real happy so that gave me more time to work on my jeep <laughs> so that was one thing the other thing is we had a dishwasher we didn't like we moved in this place it was a loud one from samsung it wasn't cleaning the dishes right and finally we had a leak in it somehow and I'm like, well, here's our excuse just to buy the one we want. So I went out and picked up the uh, Bosch, and it's 44 decibels. It's really nice. It's whisper quiet. It's like the one we had in our old house when we did a re big remodel there. So I made my wife happy there, too, just by saying, let's just get the one we want. Instead of paying somebody 200 bucks to come out and, you know, put a 10-cent part in, I just said, well, let's just go buy the new one, the one we want. So it all works fine. Everybody's happy. So there. So I'm happy with the, the Jeep that we... I did a Jeep project. It was a big wrestling match. Now I got the all thirty, all five of the thirty threes on there, 
ready to go wheeling and uh, ready to go hit the trails. So thanks for listening to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast, and we'll see you next time.